I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 96 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about the states versus the Federal Reserve. efforts primarily of Ron Paul, the idea of auditing the Federal Reserve or even ending the Fed has become much more politically palatable in the last 10 years or so. But unfortunately, what we get out of Washington, D.C. is pretty much all talk. Uh, Every once in a while, we see bills introduced to audit the Fed or in the Fed, and, and some pretty prominent people have pushed this, but it's never happened. And quite frankly, I don't think it ever is going to happen. It's another one of those deals where we simply cannot trust Washington, D.C. to reign in Washington, D.C. It's just not going to happen. So what do we do? Well, there are some things going on at the state level that could potentially erode the Federal Reserve's power, and ultimately end their monopoly on money, simply by facilitating and encouraging the use of gold and silver in everyday transactions. Just in the last few weeks, three states have moved ahead bills that take on the Federal Reserve, or at least take a first step in that direction. In Arizona, Governor Doug Ducey signed House Bill 2014 into law. The legislation effectively eliminates state capital gains taxes on gold and silver species. Uh, We like to say bills like this effectively legalize the Constitution by treating gold and silver species as money. In Louisiana, a bill has gone to the governor's desk that repeals the state sales tax on gold and silver. And a similar bill passed overwhelmingly in the North Carolina House a couple of weeks ago. These are really important because what they do is they create a broader market. They incentivize the use of gold and silver. Now, imagine if you went to the grocery store and you asked the clerk to break a $5 bill. So you want to get five ones. And he charged you a $0.35 tax to get change. Now, that's silly, right? I mean, after all, you're only exchanging one form of money for another. Essentially, that is what taxing the sale of gold and silver does. Ron Paul actually traveled to Arizona and testified on behalf of the bill that recently passed there. And he summed it up perfectly. He said, it makes no sense to tax money. Now, this is, of course, good news for gold and silver dealers and investors, but it really has broader implications. 
These bills effectively remove taxes from the exchange of one kind of legal tender for another kind of legal tender. After all, gold and silver are money. In other words, individuals buying gold or silver bullion or utilizing gold or silver in transactions will no longer be subject to state taxes on this exchange. This will encourage and facilitate the use of gold and silver in everyday transactions. Now, really what these bills are doing is they're opening the door for currency competition. If sound money, gold and silver, gains a foothold in the marketplace against Federal Reserve notes, people will be able to choose the time-tested stability of gold and silver over the Federal Reserve's rapidly depreciating paper currency. Uh, the other day, I saw a funny meme on Facebook. It had uh, different colored bills, and the bills were exactly the same as Monopoly money. So I guess it was a proposal to to color American money different color. It was the same as Monopoly money. And that's really what Federal Reserve notes are. They're funny money. They're not backed by anything at all. Gold and silver are sound money. So the freedom of choice expanded by repealing gold and silver taxes allows residents to secure the purchasing power of their money. It also sets the foundation for future efforts, and we've seen this happen in Utah. In 2011, Governor Gary Herbert, who was the governor there at the time, he signed Utah, the Utah Legal Tender Act, which made gold and silver legal tender. And then the next year, the legislature followed up and approved a bill clarifying several tax measures and actually expanding the definition of specie to include gold and silver coin that was approved by the state. So with the path clear, a company called United Precious Metals Association set up the state's first gold bank. It offers publicly available accounts denominated in gold and silver dollars. Now, you might be thinking, well, what's the big deal? Well, it is a big deal because these bullion banks can seriously undermine the Federal Reserve's monopoly on money. They allow for the easy transfer of physical precious metals, meaning everyday people can easily transact business using gold and silver. The option to use sound money can force rapidly depreciating Federal Reserve notes or dollars out of the marketplace. Constitutional tender expert Professor William Green said that when people in multiple states actually start using gold and silver instead of Federal Reserve notes, it could effectively nullify the Federal Reserve and end the federal government's monopoly on money. This is what he said in a uh, report that he wrote. He said, over time, as residents of the state use both Federal Reserve notes and silver and gold coin, the fact that coins hold their value more than the Federal Reserve notes do will lead to a reverse Gresham's Law effect, where good money, gold and silver coins, will drive out the bad money, dollars. As this happens, a cascade of events can begin to occur, including a flow of real wealth toward the state's treasury, an influx of banking business from outside the state, as people in other states carry out their desire to bank with sound money, and an eventual outcry against the use of Federal Reserve notes for any transactions. Now, in Texas, they're taking a bit of a different route. They've actually established, or at least set the foundation for the creation of a state-sanctioned bullion depository. And it's moving closer to completion, uh, even as I speak. Governor Greg Abbott signed a law creating a state gold bullion and precious metal depository in the summer of 2015. Now, once this is operational, private individuals and entities, so companies, uh, they'll be able to purchase goods and services using assets in the vault 
the same way they use cash today. So in other words, they'll be able to deposit gold and silver into the depository and then purchase things using the value of that gold and silver. As I understand it, they'll have actually have like checks or or debit cards. So anybody that has an account at the bullion depository will be able to easily transfer gold and silver to anybody else who has an account. So, you know, if ABC company has a, an account and I have an account, I'll be able to buy something from ABC company and simply transfer a little bit of my gold or silver over to them electronically. So it'll be a situation much like in Utah where people will be able to do business in gold and silver, again, creating competition with dollars or Federal Reserve notes. The explosion of efforts to encourage sound money at the state level, it it goes beyond mere monetary policy. It's more broadly about liberty. During an event after his Senate committee testimony in Arizona, Ron Paul pointed out that it's really about the size and scope of government. He said, if you're for less government, you want sound money. The people who want big government, they don't want sound money. They want to deceive you and commit fraud. They want to print the money. They want a monopoly. They want to get you conditioned, as our schools have conditioned us, to the point where deficits don't matter. So by creating currency competition, by facilitating the use of gold and silver, we can create competition with the Federal Reserve. It's not only about money, it's about liberty. But here's the thing. State action alone won't do anything. Ultimately, it's up to everyday Americans. It's up to you to take advantage of these state laws and actually start using gold and silver when possible. If we do, we could really end the Fed. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Mary Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.mahary at 10thamendmentcenter.com. And if you haven't done it already, head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast for free. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.